back to Walk On Weekly. Here are your hosts, Sam Hoiberg and Jeff Grace III on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in to Walk On Weekly. Again, I'm Harrison running the ones and twos. We got the host as always, Sam Hoiberg, Jeff Grace III, both from Nebraska Basketball. Again, you guys can join the show, 402-464-5685. That is the Sardo Heyman text line. Um, we do have one from uh, TMZ, not the actual TMZ, just a <laughs> just a YouTube listener. But uh, just wanted to give props to Sam Hoiberg, giving you credit on the mic. Said, much more refined and calm collected from a couple years back. Do you feel that? On the mic? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't Is that know. something you even think about? Like with PR training, do you guys, I'm sure at some point, do you guys ever go through that? No. <laughs> well, flattering. Flattering from TMZ <laughs> well, thank himself. You, thank you, TMZ. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, and Jeff, you're not mentioned. Sorry about it. It's all, not, good. <laughs> it's all good. But I do want to ask about, talk about this because we were talking about it over the break and uh, even I was kind of shocked a little bit. Fred Hoiberg. Give him some credit about uh, his offense and uh, just kind of how respected he was. You talked about you got to a point, you know, what age was that before you realized, obviously you don't want to give away his blueprint, but what age was you realized the amount of respect that coach Fred Hoiberg has, not only in college, uh, but at the pro level as well? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this year was kind of in last year's where I kind of really started to kind of understand uh, like the level of respect people had for his mind. Um. I started hearing it from outside people, people that have been around him that are other places. And then obviously my uh, older brother is in the NBA now. He had heard it from uh, some well-respected coaches as well. Mm-hmm. Even And he's with the Spurs still, right? He's with the Probably Spurs. Listening. Yep. And, uh, I mean, like one, one example is my brother Jack. He's working with the Spurs with Brett Brown, who was a well-respected coach for the Sixers. And he, he told – him that my dad was like a progressive offensive mind in the league like that he's the reason so many teams run a lot of the stuff that they run today like he kind of changed it and people stole from him so that was like the first time that i really heard something like that and um got a low rider <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it was like the first time i heard something like that and i've heard more about it and then i started to see it in practice i'm like wow this this is really like we have so many options here. We just got to do it correctly, and it's going to, I mean, we're going to explode. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, coming up at the same time with Brad Stevens, how those guys kind of in that era of basketball making waves. Jeff Grace third. what was that like first time meeting Coach Fred Hoiberg? Did you kind of get that knowledge of his past experiences right off the bat, and was that a, you know, big reason why you decided to pick Nebraska? Well, he, so. So I met Coach Hoiberg back in the day. I got one thing to say real Sam, quick. Sam's got it. So okay. We, we, played, it. we played AU together. Oh, that's right. I do forget that. And uh, But the little bit of time after my dad was unemployed after the Bulls stint, he came in and put an offense for our AU team. He came to like two practices. We were one and four. And after he put the offense in, it, put the offense in we went 40 and four from there on. How long did it take to learn the offense? With the two practices, he was he was there. <laughs> so, Not that long. He was able it was to. Pre- it was pretty simple. Like I mean, everyone just had to be in the right spot. Some, well, some of the stuff like he gave us spacing concepts. Yeah, and then, it's like stuff we do today. Uh, yeah, it's sim- similar stuff we do now. Actually, some of the stuff is the same. 
just so uh, probably on a smaller level, but he's like at least in level, these yeah, positions, I mean, you guys a lot can less, play to your strengths. A lot less actions out of it, but it gets you into like plays where you have more options. Absolutely. It helped us a lot because uh, our spacing was kind of off back mm-hmm. then. So then like when that happened, like so many things opened up. and We had a lot of shooters. Yeah. So that just helped even more. Um, it was very tough. I would like guarding in practice was very tough. Being <laughs> on defense for me, but yeah. So I met Coach Hoiberg back in the day. Um, so, I mean, I didn't really understand it because when you're young, you don't really understand that stuff. But like me as a person now, like he's a very well-minded offensive coach. Like no doubt about it, hands down, probably one of the best offensive coach you can probably ever find. Um, just like the things he comes up with on the fly, like. I, like, was talking to him one day. I was like, Coach, like, how do you remember all those plays? <laughs> He's like, well, sometimes, like, I get just get, a, like, a piece of uh, napkin and just, like, write down uh, plays on the napkin. I was can like, attest to that. That's true. <laughs> you at the dinner table? He's yeah, writing down plays? At restaurants. Like, <laughs> he sees a game on the TV. I was like, that's kind of Write down a play that he sees, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. Great guy. Uh, great person at the end of the day. And an even better coach. Absolutely. And yeah, you can kind of get that when he talks on the mic, you know, uh, there's some people that are, you know, Matt Roll, you give him credit for that too. Some people, when they speak about the game, you're just like, okay, yeah, he, the way he's talking right now, there's no doubt in my mind that he's got some knowledge that a lot of people just don't quite have yet. So again, super excited for the start of the season. I do kind of want to switch over though to a little bit of NBA because <laughs> things have shaken up a lot since we've last talked. You're we right, have Drew right Holidays on the Celtics. Uh, Nurkic is on the Phoenix Suns. The Blazers looking, they're just trying to scoot Henderson. Looks like he's their guy. That's where they're headed. And, uh, man, I'm sure I'm forgetting some too. Where's some other big blockbuster trades? I know I'm missing one. Milwaukee. Dame. Dame. Did we not talk about Dame? I think we did. Yep. And Chris Paul. Well, we thought it, well when we talked about him, we thought he was going to Miami. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought we talked about Dame and Giannis and their. Were you guys here last week? No, we weren't here. Did it happen after? Okay, maybe. It happened, it I happened might be after. wrong. We might have been just talking about. Yeah, but I uns- think we I maybe. Think we were talking about unstoppable duos. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. And we, we, we said they might be the most unstoppable one. They yeah. hadn't It hadn't happened yet. And now here we are. Here Predict we are. In the future. <laughs> Predict in the future. That is insane. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? That'd be a good clip. Go back, because I think we did <laughs> mention that being yeah. the best, and now it's their improved. I mean, have you guys' opinions changed, or is that the most unbeatable duo? Yeah, I mean, I think that that was, okay. We I remember what it was. Now we had a we we're talking about a two v two tournament. Yep, and mm-hmm. we had LeBron James, LeBron, Steph Curry, Steph, Dame, Giannis, and who was the other? Jokic it was and like KD or something like that. I think Luca and yeah, uh, Luca, 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 Jokic. And I think we I, I picked Dame, uh, Giannis, just because the Giannis defense can't stop him one on one, and then Dame shooting ability. Yeah, I think I might have went Jokic and Luca. But, uh, man, I, I'm just excited to see it. Jeff, what was yours? I can't remember. I can't remember either. But if I, I think had you to agreed choose, with me. I don't know for sure, but I thought I can't, you agreed I can't, with me. We might have to roll the tape on this. But <laughs> we'll roll, yeah, the roll the tape. But um, looking back, like, right now, like, that's going to be a tough duo to guard. Like, as a defensive standpoint, like, just, like, every night, like, Giannis heading screen <laughs> and then coming off the screen, throw it up to Giannis. Shoot. Giannis can find him because he's a good passer. I mean, yeah. you talked. They Dame talked about it. He said, "What are mm-hmm. you going to do? Pack the line and let me shoot threes, or guard me and let Giannis get to the rim? Kind of got to sacrifice one. You got to mm-hmm. choose one or the other." I saw someone saying in the comments, "Like 
oh, they're just going to run a box in one, like pack it in the paint and then guard you. I'm like, this is the NBA. And like, I think uh, people are like, hey, man, Miami Heat got away with pack three Con- over the Celtics. Pat, that was enough. <laughs> Pat Connaughton will drop 50 on you if he gets a wide open corner three every possession. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like, it's not just aiming Giannis. They had shooters. Still, like Chris him. Middleton. Uh, yeah, Chris Middleton. Pat Connaughton. Too. Yeah. yeah. They still have a good team. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it, that was the problem with kind of Drew Holiday, especially with the injuries. I don't want to like rag on Drew Holiday. It's never really been his spot to kind of be that initiator. Um, but man, this year, Damian Lillard, Chris Middleton, who just doesn't get talked about a lot because he's on the Bucks. If you're being mm-hmm. honest, Giannis does because he's just a specimen, uh, just incredibly fun to watch. But Chris Middleton, I mean, he's the guy that in the playoffs is really never shaky either. That was kind of one of Drew Holiday's problems: shaky offense performances, defense. You're going to get it from him, but offense. Up and down. Chris Middleton is clutch in the playoffs. Damian Lillard is arguably one of the most clutch players in the playoffs. That the three point shot over Paul George will always be burned <laughs> in my memory. And the the other one where he came over, over Chandler the, Parsons. Oh, yeah, where over, he yes. came up. He was young. Mm-hmm. And then uh, obviously Giannis, he literally fixed his free throws in the NBA Finals. He was awful, and then he's like, you know what? Let me just bump this up to eighty percent so we can win this finals. And another thing, he's back healthy now. Yes, that is. I mean, okay, but on the flip side, what does Drew Holiday do for the Boston Celtics? That defense is looking pretty nice with all those guys. The offense, uh, obviously, it's kind of be who, a little more the same. But you got Kristaps Porzingis in the mix now as well. Who is their backup five men? They still got they get rid of Robert Williams in the trade. They did. Yeah. Okay, so who's their backup? Let's look that up real quick. I know they got Al starting at the five, and have Porzingis at the four. That's, That's what they did in preseason. I don't think Porzingis is a great defender. No, he's not. And Al is, I mean, good defender, but getting old. And the thing is, Porzingis has to stay healthy as well because he's been injured a lot. They're, I just think their biggest problem is depth, which is very important in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, let's see if we can uh, pull up their roster here real quick. They also but, uh, signed Peyton Pritchard to I think a four like a four year deal. I think I'm okay with Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, yeah he's I good. Like he's a good role player. Don't get me wrong, he's good. Uh, okay, they still got Al Horford, so don't want to forget about Al Horford. He's starting. Yep. So we got Al Horford. He'll be starting, and then you'll have Kristaps Porzingis. Um, see, oh, they got Svi. Svee Mikhailu. He's uh, not bad. Just another three-point shooter. You look at their... Yeah, Luke Cornett. They just have yeah, a bunch of three-point shooters. All day. It, awful. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's it, There's a drop-off. Quite a drop-off. <laughs> drop uh, they still got Derek White. Another guy that's Derek just kind of... Derek White is really good. All yeah. Derek White now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little up and down. And then, yeah, I keep going through names here, but we'll get to a point where, you know, if you're not a heavy NBA fan, probably not going to be recognizable for a lot of them. What but. was that? Nemus Kieda or something like that? Yeah, it's uh. Let me go back up here. Ne- Nemeas Queda. Nemeas Queda is probably how you say it. Center, uh, age of twenty-four, seven-footer. He is how many years? He's twenty-four years old. Draft pick twenty twenty-one, second round, thirty-ninth pick. If anyone in the comments can get where he went to college without looking it up, you get five bucks. And if you can get the name pronunciation added with it. I'll put five on it and we'll give you 10 bucks because <laughs> that's a tough one. That's Gotta tough be one. within the next 30 seconds or else you looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's just kind of what they're working with. Not, not a lot of depth, but let's go over to the Western conference. Cause I think we all kind of agree unanimously that it's probably the bucks unless you have, you know, something crazy happens like the Miami heat just go nuclear mode. But I think that's pretty much the agreed upon favorite. If it's not emo, Jimmy Butler. 
I, I was kind of making fun of him for it, and then I realized he does that every year. Yeah, I, I had to it, remind myself. It's just a thing he does. Yeah, and it, because uh, there was a video, and he was telling, um, oh, man, Bam out of bio. He's like, this is my Halloween for me. And he's like, all right, I can respect that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But I saw, I saw, I think it was ESPN or NBA TV, but they were talking about the heat, and they had their like, projected starting lineup oh, pictures yeah. on the back, and it was like their media day pictures. So it's <laughs> Like a serious thing, talking about the lineup, and you see emo Jimmy Butler in the back. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was a rough look, I will say, for Halloween. <laughs> I, even though it was for Halloween, I was like, Oof, that, that one isn't it. But we well, actually, Last year, he did the dreads and the shaved face, mm-hmm. like the extension dreads, and that was pretty funny. This one was, this one was way, just too more, much. way more out of pocket. Yeah. So what is he going to do next year, though? Like, maybe, maybe that's the joke. Maybe it just keeps getting crazier. I bet he does. You think he can get crazier after like the emo stuff? No one, Jimmy. Never know. There's more possible. There's always left some left in the tank if it's Jimmy Butler. So, <laughs> we got to throw the break here, though. We got one more final segment with Walk On Weekly, and that will kind of cap things off here for Take a Weeknights, and I'll set up a couple of replays for you guys, and then uh, we should have it set up so you got replays all night. So don't go anywhere. Walk On Weekly right after this.